you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Closing in on the final regular season weekend in the NFL. We are back here on Tape Eds. Bob Oshusen, longtime voice of the Jets on the radio and also college football on ESPN. My partner on college football, Dan Orlovsky. Of course, Dan, longtime NFL quarterback, and you see him all the time on all of our NFL coverage on ESPN. And Scott Pioli, longtime general manager. Let's dive right in, guys. Tape Heads has gone back and forth this year on the plus side mostly, but at times on the minus side with the Cardinals. What kind of a statement did they make with their win over the Cowboys? Here's Kyler Murray's reaction after that win. Yeah, um, and it was still sloppy at times, but I mean, it's, 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 that was a playoff football game. You know, it's, it's not going to be perfect. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, obviously we're shooting for, for perfection, um, but at the end of the day, man, they're going to make plays uh, as well. Um, I think there's some stuff out there that we still need to clean up. Uh, some throws I feel like I, I should have made. Um, but other than that, man, yeah, we played uh, turnover free. We got the ball back on defense. Um, we played good complimentary football. So I think that was, you know, part of the part of the process of getting back on track. Obviously, you know, I think we kicked them in field goals. But, um, you know, when you don't turn the ball over and you play clean, you give yourself a chance. So I think that's uh, that's something that we did today. Well, it wasn't going to be perfect. I mean, he's right. Like, they did maybe kick too many field goals. Maybe it was, at times, a little ugly to watch. It wasn't the vintage Cardinals that we've seen this season at times. But, I mean, Dan, we've talked about this. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. They're probably going to have to find a way to win muddier games than the high-flying Cardinals that were the last team to lose a game this season when that offense was really rolling. What does a road win against the Cowboys with the way they won it tell you about whether or not this team might now find a formula just schematically to get around the fact that they're not the same team they were six or seven weeks ago with their best weapons. They have to find a different way to win now in the postseason. Well, I don't think that they've found a a certain formula that's going to be better, you know, Bob. I, I, I just think they're a good matchup for their sake against the Dallas Cowboys. One, the Cowboys play a ton of man coverage. That's who they are. They're a man coverage unit. 
Two things that hurt man coverage, if you got one guy who doesn't play good in coverage, and I think the Cowboys' defense has that, and then if you got a quarterback that can run around and make some plays with his feet, and obviously Arizona has that with Kyler, and I think that was really why they had some sustained success on offense, was that the, the Cardinals did a good job of going after Anthony Brown, who has been... And I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but I'm just telling you offenses watch tape and, and when you're playing man, the number one thing they do is where can we go? Like who's who's the matchup? And he's consistently kind of shown that that's the guy. And so not only going after him um, physically, like with, with guys in, in some of the scheme stuff, but just taking advantage of poor eye discipline. And, and that was a big part of the Cardinals game plan. And then Kyler, a handful of times, made some big plays with his feet. And I, I think that was something that really hurt this Cowboys defense. And so, you know, when, when they've played against teams that predominantly played more zone, Kyler hasn't been as effective over the last six weeks. One, because, again, he does not have DeAndre. And then, two, you got more eyeballs on him to kind of minimize some of those plays that he can make with his feet. So I don't think this was more about – listen, I'm not trying to minimize the win. It is a good win to go on the road and beat a good, good football team in Dallas. Um, I think their defensive line – dominated their front seven dominated Dallas up front on, on defense and, and, and give them credit for that. Um, but I think this is just another example for me of kind of the inconsistency and, and yes. the, um, the lack of performance by the Dallas Cowboys more than, okay, the Cardinals are a, a true contender in my opinion. It, Dan, you just, you're, you're watching my notes again. It's, you know, when I look at the, the Cowboys, what has been, it's not just this season with the Dallas Cowboys. This has been a consistent organizational thing where the lack of consistency of their focus, and again, it's not terrible. It's better than it's been, but they still have it. And, you know, as we mentioned on Tuesday, this season, you know, it's just when you think you start to have a team figured out, you don't know. And, Again, Dan, I'm right with you. I'm still not completely sold right. on the Arizona Cardinals, and not because they're not a good football team. Here's what worried me about them. They started this season with this long streak, and then they've had some injuries. They've had some problems. They've, they're missing one of their, one of their, if not their first or second best player. And I just, they went through this patch of, of just bad football. And they stepped up against one of the best teams in the NFC, played really well. I felt that they controlled the line of scrimmage as well, which surprised me because I thought that the Dallas totally. Cowboys were ascending to a level up front. But I'll tell you this, those couple of plays where Kyler Murray made plays with his feet, when I was watching the end of that game, that Cowboys front seven looked tired. And I hadn't seen that this mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. And and when they're tired, they just weren't performing and making the big plays that they had made previously. And this whole lack of consistency thing in Dallas is just, again, this isn't a bad football. It's not what I'm saying at all. There's just been their lack of consistency stands out to be more more often than than some of the best teams in the league. Yeah. How do you get it back? I mean, how, like when, when you're – is it a schematic thing uh. is, or is it just – from a coaching standpoint, getting between the ears of the human beings that you have to deal with and hoping that you can get them mentally right as you head towards the playoffs, that they're just, I don't know, feeling better about themselves? I mean, or, or are you now in a meeting with Dak Prescott 
kind of trying to take a, maybe a, a couple of steps back and say, let's get back to the things that you feel best about, bread and butter. I mean, how, how do you try with one week left <laughs> to flip it so that they feel better about themselves? They've had this division locked up for a long time. Yeah, I, I feel like I've documented a lot of the things that I feel I've, I've gone awry about this offense. So I'll start with the run game, okay? Because, listen, there's, it's never a singular thing, right? The run game, and you guys know this, to get a good, consistent run game, it literally takes all 11 guys on offense. It does. Yep. You might be able to pop a run here or there, but there's, no, there's not going to be consistency. And the Cowboys lack consistency in their run game, and I think it's two reasons why. Number one, every guy takes a turn ruining a play. Every guy. Right? And sometimes, guys, Tyron Smith, I saw it twice this past weekend. Zach Martin, both Hall of Famers, I saw it this past weekend. So the, the lack of everybody kind of doing it at the same time is a thing for the Cowboys in their run game. And I have been adamant that, and I know it sounds silly, they miss Blake Jarwin in their run game. I don't think he's Mark Bavaro. But when he and Dalton Schultz were on the field together in their run game blocking, that was good. And it helped them kind of gain some of the edges. So I think that's the big thing in their run game, Bob. Do I think they still need to pull people more? Yes, obviously. Then in the past game, I would say this. There's, again, multiple reasons. There is something missing in the connection between Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. You are a $140 million quarterback and a $100 million wide receiver. And there just isn't that connection. That's seeing it the same way. When I watch... Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Shoot, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. There's just something missing with those guys, and you saw it again in this game. There's a third and four. He's got a shallow cross at zone coverage. They all blow out of there. Throw the shallow. Amari's on the shallow. You, you, you throw a, a burst check down who's number four to Zeke Elliott. Third and nine down in the red zone. They drop down and play outside leverage. Funnel man. Amari wins. He comes back down his stem at the top of his route, and Dak throws him inside. I don't know if he doesn't practice or, or they don't get practice. There is something missing in the connection between those guys, and there's, they're too talented for that to be the case, and I don't know the inner workings on a day-to-day of why. Scott, what, you know, I mean, look, there, there's, there's no personnel buttons to push anymore right like your team is your team not like you're gonna go out there and, and find um a couple of offensive linemen you know in in january so from a general manager's standpoint i mean is this just about roster construction each week the guys are the guys how what does a general manager say in that meeting with the coaches to talk about how you can try to get this team better and more consistent as the playoffs roll around i don't think it's a matter of adding talent at, at this point and you know and it's like parcells used to say hey you can't just go down to the sunoco station and ask them for a new spark plug it's it, that, that's not what it is right what you need to do is is go with the guys that, the, the guys they have are plenty good why are they not playing consistently? And I think as a general manager, you don't tell the coach what to do or tell the coach what he needs to do. That they're head coaches. They've got assistants that you know, head coaches and assistant coaches know more about those things than general managers. What you do as a general manager, I think, is you ask questions and ask probing questions to maybe have them answer themselves and answer things out loud, not in an attack mode. You know, you, that's part of your job 
in this t- during this time of the year. Again, now you also can't sit back as a general manager and say, well, I put the pieces out there. These guys are screwing it up. No, that's not the answer either, and that's not the truth. Right. You try to ask probing questions because you do know football as a general manager or you should know football. And you look at some of the other things that are in place. To me, okay, why are we having this lack of consistency? Maybe because you know sometimes coaches aren't always – they're so focused on what they have to do and what their jobs are, they're maybe not seeing things like some of the, uh, the minutiae and detail of the emotional preparation of the team. And to me, this is something – and this isn't – I'm not saying this is about Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore – but there is something missing, and it's exactly what Dan yeah. said. What I would love to know, to me, is how much time is the quarterback spending doing extra work pre-practice, post-practice, making sure that those connections are right? Because, you know, Dan, on Tuesday you talked about the Bengals and them having, you know, this the best group of receivers and skilled position mm-hmm. players you know, from a catching standpoint in the AFC. When you look at the Cowboys, and I know that they just lost an important part this week— but to me, when you look at their two running backs, they're, what were th- the three wide receivers, there's too much talent there, and there's too much talent on the offensive line yes. for there to be a lack of consistency. So something isn't right. But again, the person that fixes the chemistry or reveals or improves the chemistry is the quarterback with the help of the head coach and the offensive coordinator. That's amazing. Looking at the NFC, outside of maybe the Packers, because right now they're rolling, Aaron Rodgers playing at that MVP level, they've got home field advantage. You have to go through Lambeau. It looks like all of these other teams, teams that have even already locked up either their division or a playoff spot in the NFC, we're looking at all of these teams with, oh, boy, I don't know about that team. Like, what? let's talk about how good they are right now. And, and a team that I think is really, really interesting is the one we're going to talk about next when we stay in the NFC East because the last game of the regular season is Cowboys-Eagles. For those two teams, the Eagles prediction we made a few weeks ago, it's come no, true. No, 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 no. They're no, in no, the no, playoffs. No, prediction you made. You made. Yeah, we got to give you your flowers. I wanted, nah, you made No, it. I wanted to loop. We're, we're a group here nah, on tape. Nah, nah, we're nah, teams. Nah, when I get something right, I'm not giving you credit for it, Bob, just so we're clear. Okay. You know? <laughs> so my Eagles prediction, the only person on tape heads to make this prediction was me and my Eagles prediction. They are in the playoffs. It, it has come true. But what will they do? When the playoffs arrive, and I think another really interesting question we're going to delve into next for the Eagles, how important is this last game against the Cowboys for both teams where neither can really do anything to impact their playoff positioning, but are they going to feel any differently about themselves as they go into the playoffs based on the outcome of what happens this weekend? We're going to get into that when we come back on Tape Heads. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to Tapeheads. Not that you necessarily needed the reminder, but my Eagles prediction <laughs> did come true there in the playoffs. Bob Wischus and Dan Orlovsky, Scott Pioli, and maybe the single biggest reason why the Eagles are in the playoffs, at least according to Nick Sirianni, the toughness of his quarterback. Shoot, how many yards did he get, Martin? Then I thought it was a great play. <laughs> it was like <laughs> six or something like that. Hey, you know what? Jalen was, was awesome today. Um, you know, we we know we all know he's dealing with an ankle injury and, uh, you know, fighting through it. He's tough. This guy is so tough. You guys, I mean, I've said this plenty of times. Uh, high character, physical, tough, uh, smart guys are going to reach their ceiling. This guy is so tough. And and he looked at me at one point in this game and, and said, you know, obviously the whole game was tight, so a tight part of this game. He looked at me and said, whatever you got to call, call. And I, I, I'll make it work. Um, and, and what he was saying to me was run, pass, um, quarterback run, quarterback read, whatever you, whatever you call. I know how much this game means to our team. Uh, I'll make it work. And that, gosh, the calmness, the confidence, that, that, ins that installs calmness and confidence in everybody. Well, guys, there are teams that as you move towards the postseason and the season evolves more and more, they develop an identity. And the Eagles really are a team that has developed an identity, right? They have the ability, if they execute their offensive game plan, because of their toughness as an overall group on offense, but because of how Jalen Hurts runs that offense, they can drop 250 on you in the run game and control the game and win it that way. Can they do that, Scott, in the playoffs? And how important is it for them to do that against the Cowboys this weekend to wrap up the regular season this seems like a different game, maybe approach-wise, for both teams based on where they both are mentally when the outcome of this game is not going to shake up the NFC playoff picture. But you could see that both of these teams might feel a lot differently about themselves based on the outcome maybe of this game. Yeah, I, I want to be consistent about something I've talked about this year in terms of you, the, the Eagles' rise has been against not some of the top teams in football. This win streak that they're on. But so I'm just tapping the brakes there. But I do want to say this. This is a team that is ascending, that is improving, that is getting better. And, and I'm going to push back on Nick Suriani a little bit because I think Nick was being incredibly kind and accurate 
about the toughness of Jalen Hurts. But here's here's what I also think. I, again, I was with Nick. You know, Todd Haley had a relationship with Nick Sirianni and hired him when Nick was, you know, Nick had played at, at Mount Union and then he was coaching at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Guy was completely off the radar, came to the Chiefs in 2009 as a quality control guy. And I got to see Nick for four years. And Nick his work ethic, his work habits, his toughness, his even keel. And I'm going to tell you what, that was an organization where there was a lot of pressure a lot of the time. And Nick did a tremendous job, not only in coaching and preparing to become a coach, but also in player evaluation. And he is extremely tough. The other guy that's really tough on that staff that is a part of their organization is Jeff Stoutland. Those two guys, Nick and Jeff, I think this this team is a bit of a reflection of their coaching staff and who they are. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, again, I was getting frustrated because people that didn't know anything about Nick Sirianni were clowning him because of the way he was, his performance in press conferences. And and I got to say, I've been with a couple of coaches that, you know, maybe aren't, they aren't going to win the press conference, but they're going to win games and they're going to prepare their football team because they're focusing on what's most important, which is doing their job and doing their job is creating a culture and getting their team ready. And, and forgive me for this slight rant, but I really want to push this back to Nick Sirianni. And again, I don't know how his career is going to work out, but right now in his first year for a first time head coach, done a tremendous job of keeping the ship right, keeping his poise, which I saw him do again as a very young coach in Kansas City under immense pressure. And I got to tell you, I think that Jalen Hurts is doing the things that he is seeing that his coaching staff pushes. Now, you talk about the offensive line. You talk about their toughness. Jeff Stoutland, one of the best and most underrated, overlooked assistant coaches of the National Football League, part of national championships at Alabama, part of a world championship with the Eagles. You know, going into this game, I think there's there's clearly, in my opinion, better talent in going into this week on the Cowboys side of the field. This is going to be an interesting measuring stick for, I think, for the Philadelphia Eagles this week coming up, guys. Well, I think the Eagles, so coming up this week, again, like they're, they're reeling with some of the COVID issues. I think they just placed 13 guys on the COVID list this week, and a bunch of them are starters. So uh, thank, thank God for th- in their situation that they locked up their spot this past weekend, and they don't need this win to get in. So It'll be interesting to see how Nick Sirianni kind of handles that with the reality of, you know, come some of their players and, and are they going to come off the list? How do they feel all that stuff? So I don't know how he's going to approach it. And I don't know, like if I was Nick Sirianni, my initial mindset would be, we're going to play this game, fellas. Like we're, we're going to play this game. Now I'm going to be very strategic how I play this game. I would build my game plan for the playoffs and then change everything about it. Like if it, I would give you formations that I don't care about the play this week because I know I'm setting something up for next week. Like I would try to be kind of obsessed and maniacal about it in that capacity. Um, I would say just speaking in this past weekend's game real quickly about the Eagles. Um, I thought Jalen Hurts's third and 14 play in the third quarter to Greg Ward was the play of the season um, for so many reasons. Number one, There was miscommunication between him and the coaches on what the play call should be. Number two, it's third and 14 fringe field goal area, and they're down two scores. He's got to move in the pocket and create. And Jalen Hurts from maybe six weeks ago, certainly Jalen Hurts at the beginning of the season, and certainly Jalen Hurts at the last four games last year, would have ran. 
He 100% would have ran, gotten six yards, kicked a field goal, and still stayed down by a touchdown. He did a phenomenal job of poise, eyes downfield, no panic, holding the ball to the very last moment, and then finding Greg Ward downfield for a very difficult throw as well. And it ends up being a touchdown to Boston Scott four plays later. Just a tremendous play. And I thought it was the play of the season. It ends up being the difference in the football game. Um, We've documented, we talked about this team can run the football. They got a variety of runs. Their quarterback is part of it. They got some good backs. Um, Their defense will have to play better in their coverage unit for them to make, for them to win their first round of the playoffs. You know, I just want to throw this in there too. I I think... One of the other things I ignored in my my mini rant about Nick and, and Jeff Stoutland was the defense. And you're right, they need to improve in certain areas, but their defense is ranked in the top 10 in the National Football League in almost every category that matters in terms of yards and points. They're not a great defense, but they've been a good defense. Let me ask this question, though, real quick, about both of these teams just mentally heading to the playoffs. Scott, which team would you rather have? A team that's got more talent, like the Cowboys right now, they definitely, as you said, if you put the rosters next to each other and start drafting players off the two rosters, you're going to draft probably just about a Cowboy and a half to two Cowboys for every one <laughs> Eagle you might take, right? I mean, they're, they are a more talented team. But the Eagles probably go into the playoffs in their meeting rooms when they're breaking the tape down, looking at each other going, guys, we know exactly who we are and exactly how we have to play. Sure. Would you rather have the more talented team that right now might be searching a little bit more for their identity and their consistency? Or would you rather have the less talented team, but the team that has that identity, that knows going to the playoffs, we know exactly who we are and exactly how we have to play if we're going to win? There's more I have to know about the talent of the team. And this is, I'm not. Well, how about with these two? So you're, I want to know about the, you're asking me the question. I I think I want to, I need to know about the the attitude of the talent. So if you've got Mm -hmm. the talent Mm -hmm. with the right attitude and the right focus, I am 100% going with that football team because at some point in time, talent is going to matter. But if you've got, and the, the Cowboys don't have this, but if they, they, they don't have knuckleheads, but there's obviously a focus issue. So to me, it it can't be just one without the other because I got to know what kind of talent we're talking about. And that's, that's the difference like between fantasy football and analytics is when you look at all the numbers and you look at the talent, you look at, again, the job, particularly come playoff time is not to see how much talent you can collect. You want to build a football team because individuals go to pro bowls, individuals win awards, teams win championships. And In this particular moment, I think that the Cowboys have the talent. I also think that they have the right chemistry at times and most of the time. So if you're asking me to pick one of these two teams, I think I would go with the Cowboys right now because the – Eagles are a team are a team that is a, that is improving. They're not to the level of the Cowboys yet, in my opinion. You agree, Dan? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I would say this: I think Scott's point of what's the attitude of the talent is absolutely enormous. Um, I would say this though: like, I think that if I was a player, I would be, and I'm just being honest here. I would I be hope more. So. I would. All right. <laughs> um, I would be more confident if I was out on a Philadelphia Eagles than I was on the Dallas Cowboys because I feel like the Dallas Cowboys still are trying to figure out who are we? Like, who are we? I think they know who they are on defense. I'll, I'll take that back. I still think they're trying to figure out who are we on offense. And I don't, I, I feel I like agree. the Eagles are going to walk into that first round of the playoffs going, here it comes, boys. Stop it. 
you know, and, and I feel like they're going to be incredibly confident in who they aren't and who they are and unapologetic about it. And when you, when you have that confidence, you play faster, you play more convicted, you, um, and you, you call plays more faster. You call plays with more conviction. Think about it. If, if, if it gets down to third and two or third and three in a crucial moment in, in that first round of the playoffs, I, I guarantee you the Eagles know what they're doing. I guarantee you Nick Sirianni knows, yep, this is what we are going to do. I don't know if the Cowboys and Kellen Moore feel that way. And I just want to follow this up, Bob. The the reason it's not hemming and hawing on the question, Yep. you know, I go back to personal experience. In 2001, we were so out-talented across the board by teams you, you know, like the the Oakland Raiders when they were still the Oakland Raiders, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then in the Super Bowl against the St. Louis Rams. But we had this unit of players that played together. Again, I'll say this. It was one of the most special teams that I've ever been a part of that was able to do more with, and, and I hate, I want to be careful how I say this, they hadn't all evolved into the top players that they had become. You know, sure. Matt Light had evolved. Tommy hadn't evolved. Richard Seymour hadn't fully evolved. Now, we had some other really good players around there. And there were teams that were, again, across the board more talented. I would not trade that 2001 Patriots team for anything. And then I go back to 03 and 04. We were amongst the most, by that time, we were amongst the most talented teams in the league across the board. I go to the team where we lost our Super Bowl against the New York Giants. And I believe firmly we were the most talented football team in the league that year and we lost a Super Bowl. So uh, again, I'm not trying to be all over the place here. I'm just but we were I'll tell you this, we were also a tired football team when it came time for that Super Bowl. So to yeah. me, um th- there's so many other factors um, it's not avoiding the question, but that's part of it. It, it can't be a quick answer. It can't it, there's so much that you have to dig into when you're talking about uh team building and and what you think of a team. Yeah, it's a fascinating situation probably for the guys that are inside the walls, right? Like you'll probably almost have to be inside the walls around those guys every day to really be able to answer the question with 100% certainty. But uh, we're going to find out a lot about those two teams again this, this weekend because they play each other. And the theme going back to Tuesday, I mean, our whole theme this week here on Tape Eds has been playoff teams, division winners that have big question marks heading into the playoffs. Are the Buffalo Bills on that list? We discussed their roller coaster season and the roller coaster season for Josh Allen when we come back on Tape Eds. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome back to Tapeheads. Bob Oshusen, Scott Pioli, Dan Orlovsky. Guys, we have gone on the roller coaster ride this week with teams like the Cardinals and the Cowboys and the Chiefs. And, you know, there's, there's so many different themes of teams going into the postseason. And at some point this season, looking like world beaters, like the odds on favor to win the Super Bowl from their respective conferences. And then different weeks where you're sitting there going, oh, I don't know. Like, how good is that team? A three interception performance this past week by Josh Allen again. Puts the Bills in that conversation. Here's what Josh Allen had to say after his performance against the Falcons. I mean, you look at the culture that we've got going on here, I think it just kind of you know, shows that the, the groundwork and the foundation that has been set in the last few years is paying off um, from top down. Kim and Terry, what they've been able to do, who they've hired, who they brought in, you know, the GM that we've got, the head coach that we've got, um, the camaraderie that we've had the last few years and the coaching staff too, I think that all pays dividends. And um, yeah, again, that's 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 our goal to start of the year to give yourself a chance to win the Super Bowl and you can't do that unless you make the playoffs. So everything we want is in front of us. You know, I know uh, a few weeks back uh, it seemed pretty dull, but again, we we've got guys in this locker room that just want to help this team win, no matter what way they can, and you see it pay off on the field. And uh, we had to keep things going. Well, obviously, he believes in that culture. He believes that he's got a team that can go win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, look, they are a team that is probably going to ride or die during the postseason with Josh Allen and how he performs. The fact that he was so good against New England, so good these last couple of weeks, but then against, you know, a lower-level team, throws a clunker out there with a couple of weeks to go in the regular season. How, how concerned would you be if you're a Bills fan? I'm not concerned. Uh, the, the, okay. One, this is Josh is stylistically this way. That's just who Josh is. You're, you are going to have many times standing at the top of the mountain, and then sometimes you are going to fall into the valley occasionally. Um, you know, they were absolutely dominant in this football game, and then Josh throws a silly red zone interception when he forces the football. Do I want Josh to get that out of his game? Yeah. Do I think he's going to? No. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's why he is who he is. Um, and that's why he lives in that YOLO type of mindset. And he's just minimized it so much over the last two seasons. Um, I, I think that if I was a Bills person, Bob, like I would take away two positives out of this football game outside of, hey, we won. Number one, 
I like the fact that they ran the football a little bit and yes. in their spread run game. And it wasn't just, hey, Josh, here comes quarterback sweep, you know? Um, and I understand it was Atlanta, but the fact that we're doing it matters to me. Like as we're heading into the playoffs, I know who this team is. I know that if they make it to the AFC title game into the Super Bowl, it's going to be on because of the right arm, but it's also going to be, you know, kind of supplemented by the ability and the commitment to actually run the football occasionally. And I liked that too. And I think this has been part of the story in Buffalo that I probably haven't paid enough attention to is who was going to replace Tredavious White and opposite Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson has really played some good football here recently for for their defense. And losing an elite corner like Tredavious, I feel like Leslie Frazier and that defensive staff was figuring out, what are we going to do now? Like, can we, can we still run the same kinds of defenses, and specifically in situations? And I think Dane Jackson's play opposite Levi Wallace has got to give them some confidence in some of the defensive stuff that they like to do with their pressure packages. So... I'm not concerned at all by the performance from Josh in this game, no. Yeah, I'm not overly concerned either. This may sound like a, I hope this isn't a silly statement. What I'm mostly concerned about is they drafted Josh intentionally to be a good bad weather quarterback. And they've had these two games in bad weather and the team hasn't performed well. Josh has not performed well. And I'm not saying that's who he is and who he's going to be. But part of what, you know, the the reason they found him attractive was the ability to hopefully have the strong arm, have the strong, accurate arm, and the athleticism to be able to do things in bad weather. Two bad weather games this year, we haven't seen it, but I'm not, not ready to write the book on that yet. And, and I agree with everything else that Dan said. I'm not too worried about the Buffalo Bills because here's the other thing. In a season of inconsistency by the entire National Football League, we cannot look at one team and say that they've been consistent this year in throughout the entire season. You know, you've got a team with that still has a young quarterback who's still ascending, that's still improving, and it's not going to be perfect, folks. It, it's just not going to be. And to me, as long as he doesn't lose games for them, which, uh, you know, he possibly could have this past weekend, but there was enough of a good team around him to to play well and for the team to win the, win the game. And again, I also think that they were coming off the, I don't like this as an excuse, but I also think that there's this reality of coming off the Patriots game and playing a game against a 500-ish team um, you know, maybe this team wasn't ready, but that's part of the maturation process right. for teams to become good teams is to win the games and be dominant in every single game that they play. But you know what? Welcome to the National Football League because we haven't seen anyone do it yet this year. And they've got the Jets this weekend, baby. Don't sleep. <laughs> good luck. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm hoping they just go up there and, and are uh, competitive. But, hey, you know, real quick before we say goodbye, one quick thought on their defense. We spend so much time talking about their weapons, talking about Josh Allen. They've got a defense that can rush the passer. They've got a defense that can cover at some point in the postseason – no matter how good your quarterback is. If you're going to win the whole thing or even get to the Super Bowl, you have to be able to lean on a run game at some point. You have to be able to lean on your defense at some point. Uh, they have a championship-level defense, don't they? Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I, l- listen, I've said this all season. I think we all have, and we're about to be in this. It is going to be about the matchup. If they got to see Tennessee or if they got to see Indy, pause for the cause because they're not built to play against those teams. 
Um, if they got to see Cincinnati, if they have to see Kansas City, I feel a little bit better about their defense's ability because they're built to play against those teams. Yeah, I, I agree. Their, their defense has been an outstanding defense this year, and that that's going to give them a shot in the playoffs. I mean, again, they're in the top one, two, or three of every, again, important defensive category that there is. So uh, it's a great point, Bob. Their defense will keep them in the playoffs, and it'll be about the matchups. That's Scott Pioli, Dan Orlovsky. I'm Bob and This is Tapeheads. Please hit us up on social media. Rate subscribe. We love to have you with us every week. You guys just talked about the playoffs. You talked about it being all about the matchups. When we come back on Tuesday, we will have playoff matchups to talk about. We've reached the end of the regular season. Here we go. It'll be wild card weekend, and those matchups will be on the table. They'll be set, and we'll come back on Tuesday and drop another episode for you. Thanks so much for being a tape in. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.